the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise it. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of God, it's truly a blessing just to have God in our lives. Much less to have a God who's a God of recovery and restoration in our lives. To have a God who's willing and able to restore everything that has been lost and stolen from our lives, that's a big deal in life. And it's an even bigger blessing when we let him be who it is that he wants to be in our lives and when he actually does what only he can do in our lives. That is, bring recovery and restoration of the lost and stolen things in our lives. So, since God is that kind of God, we ought to learn to find out what we need to do to cooperate with him and let him be that kind of God in our lives. We ought to let him be a God who recovers and restores everything that was stolen and lost in our lives. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. If you got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Recovery and Restoration. Well, God is causing recovery to come to the body of Christ. Recovery of the things that were stolen from the body of Christ. Recovery of the things that was taken away from the body of Christ, that was lost by the body of Christ, and even some of the things that we gave away too. God has been recovering them for me and you. He's going back into the enemy's camp, taking back from the enemy what it is that's ours, and bringing it back to us. Well, it's time for us to receive what God has in store for us. That's recovery and restoration. We're going to read the foundational text, do a brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which is going to show enough bless you if you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you in Jesus' name. Joel chapter 2. Let's begin reading at verse 21. It reads, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit, the fig tree and the vine do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he hath given you the former rain moderately, and he will cause to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten, the canker worm and the caterpillar, the palmer worm, my great army which I sent among you. And ye shall eat and be plenty. And be eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God that have dealt wondrously with you and my people 
shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Now that's about as powerful as I can be able to do it. My people shall never be ashamed. Which means God's going to get to doing some stuff in the midst of our life to be able to cause us to have the level of life that will cause us to be in a position where we will never be ashamed again. That the shame that we might once experience or the shame that we might still be experiencing, God said, I'm about to get rid of all that because I'm going to cause a restoration to come to you that's going to wipe out all the things that would have caused you to be shamed so that you can be able to move forward in my name. That's a powerful thing. Anybody want some of that? You're in the right house because you got to get the faith to receive that because the Bible says that it be it unto you according to your faith. Well, that's why we hear the word of God, and that's why I've been sharing with you the word of God. God has put me on assignment to share with you the things that he wants to restore for you. And we've been looking at a list of things that God wants to restore for me and you so that we can live that life where we are never ashamed, that we can eat in plenty and be full and be satisfied and then glorify the name of the Lord our God who did it for me and you so that we could be those people that are living a restored life completely, not just spiritually, but completely, even in the natural, too, where our financial situations are restored, our health is restored. Don't look at me like that. God did it before. He'll do it again. Back with the children of Israel, when he delivered them out of Egyptian bondage, he didn't just deliver them out from slavery, just like he didn't just deliver us out of a satanic slavery, but he delivered them out free, rich, and healed. Free, rich, and healed. Filled with joy, pumped and fired up to the brim with him. Praise God. Well, we're going to do the same thing, too. Because before we get up out of here, praise God, we're going to be those people that's walking just like they did. They were type and shadow of what we're going to live out. They were type and shadow of what we're going to live out. That's how we're going to go out. We ain't going out like, I'm so glad he's here. Get me up out of here. Hurry up. Praise God. We're going to be down here having us a ball. Hallelujah. And then we're going to get ready to go up to a bigger party up there and party through it all. Praise God. Seven years we're going to party too. Ho, ho, ho. Seven years at the party that's up in heaven for me and you. I'm excited about that. Praise God. Ain't going to be no two o'clock and the light start blinking. Praise God. Hallelujah. Seven years of, th- come on, he with me. Seven years of throwing down. I saw that move. Praise God. Homie start Earl Flinning and stuff. Praise God. Seven years and we're going to be partying up in there in Jesus' name. But before we go, God says some things I want to do for you. But we need to have the faith that he'll do it for me and you. And that's called recovery and restoration to happen to me and you. God will recover the years that the devil has stolen. He's going to get back for us and regain for us those things that was taken away and lost. He's going to be able to regain for us and bring back to usable form the things that were destroyed. He'll be able to allow us to be able to reclaim from a bad state the things that were ended up in a bad state, but then later on they'll be back in a good state because God will do it for me and you. In fact, one of those that we've been talking about more recently is the restoration of our name. Restoration of our name, because some of us, none of y'all, but some of us, praise God, our name got jacked up. Our name got tore up. Mm-hmm. For years it got tore up and jacked up. Where it's all scarred up, buffed up, messed up, praise God, and it's not all of what it should be. But God said, that's all right, I'm going to restore it for thee. God's going to restore our name. We found out already that a good name is a very valuable thing to have, a very, very, very valuable thing to have. In fact, it's so valuable that he said you ought to choose it more than you choose silver and gold, which means that if there was a table laying before you, a pile of gold and a pile of silver and a good name, he said don't choose the gold and silver, choose the good name because the name is more valuable than any of those other things. 
because that name can get you silver. It can get you gold. It can get you everything. That's whether it's, it's hot or ice cold. God can get it for you if you get your name together. That's why you want to get your name back together. Praise God. We found out a good name is like precious ointment. Praise God in the middle of the Middle East. It is like a precious ointment. Praise God. You know, recently it's been found, it's feeling like over here it's been in the Middle East. Praise God. Amen. And we've been busting hundreds, hundred and four, stuff like that. Not to mention the, 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 the heat index. Praise God. That's like, oh, my goodness. We found out like we ain't even in Texas no more. Praise God. We over in the Middle East now. But God said, I got a precious ointment for you. That is something that's more precious than a precious ointment for you. That will not only soothe you and cool you down. But it'll make a sweet smell of you all around. Whereas people get near you and want to draw near you because of the smell that's on you too. God said, what I'm going to do is give you a good name. That's what's going to draw people to you. Praise God. We found out other people had it before. For instance, David, we learned last time we got together. David had that kind of a name. In fact, David had that name in such a way where wherever Saul would put him, he would be able to do great things. And, then, and because his name, that his name got better and better and better. Because his name got better and better and better because he was doing such good things to them. To the point that people started testifying about him. <laughs> Young ladies put together a song about him. Got together a little rapping song about him. They said say how Saul was killing thousands, but, but Dave was killing his ten thousands. And then they was like, who, who? And then they get to rocking about it too. Praise God. So much that Saul got upset. But yet, that's how it is. And you're going to have so much, so much of a good name that you're going to upset the people from some of the world. You're going to upset some of the people in the world. And I dare say even some of the people in the church too. Because they're going to be thinking like, how did that happen to you and not happen to me? And say, because you listen, because I listened to what God said and I believed it. That's why it happened to me. Praise God. Well, 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 we found out that David did that. We found out no matter where God sent him, where David was sent, then he, his name would be good right there. And God wants us to be like that. He wants us to be, have a name that's good no matter where we sent. Because the world is looking for people with a good name. Yes, he is. We found out last time that promotion comes to people with a good name. Promotion comes to people with a good name. And when you got a good name, you'll be promoted. That's how Timothy got promoted. We found out he had a good name. And because he had a good name, he got promoted. We found out that when they was looking for people for promotion, they said, go out and get me seven people of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and full of power. Praise God. And, And wisdom, full of wisdom. We found out that even before being filled with the Holy Ghost and, be, and being a wise person, that the first qualification for the promotion was that they had to have a good name. Because if they didn't have a good name, he said, don't even bother to tell me about the rest of it. Because I need somebody with a good name. I don't need nobody with no jacked up name. I don't need nobody that doesn't have a good reputation. I need somebody who has a good reputation. Praise God. And so we found out that's, that that's very important. We even looked at Cornelius and found out that he was the first Gentile to ever come into the body of Christ. Praise God. And the reason why God chose him is because he had a good name, even amongst all the, all the, um, the, the, the Jews. Such a way was once it happened to him, other folk would know about it. Praise God. To the point that God wanted to testify to the rest of the world that even if you are heathen, if you do what I say do, then and, and line yourself up with me like I want you to do, that I can give you a good name and everything will work out beautiful for you. Because a good name is very, very, very valuable. But I might add this too. A good name is very, very, very fragile. A good name is not only very, very, very valuable. A good name is always also very, very, very fragile. Which means you could have had a good name and it broke. You lost it. You could have had a good name 
but then it got scuffed up and smart, scarred to the point it ain't like the way it used to be. I got good news, though. We got a God that said, I'm going to restore your name. Look at your neighbor say, I'm so glad he's going to restore my name. Oh, yeah, it is. Now, some of, anybody ever heard about this guy called Ben Franklin? Anybody ever heard of Ben Franklin? Praise God. Considered a wise man and is one of our American fathers. Praise God. Let me tell you something he said about a, a reputation or a good name. This is powerful. He said, glass, china, and reputation are easily cracked and never mended well. Glass, china, and reputation are easily cracked and never mended well. Now, although I would agree with Mr. Franklin about the first part of his statement, and that is that glass, china, and reputations are easily cracked because your, your reputation get, get towed up real easy. But I differ with him about the latter part of that statement. That is that they'll never, they're never mended well. I differ with him about that. Now, it's true with glass as well as with china. And that's that once that's cracked or once that's broken, you can mend it, but you can tell right where it's mended because it's still scarred. It loses its value. It's still not as valuable as it used to be. It once had a re- was, was good, but it ain't good no more. But a reputation can be mended. In fact, it can be mended well. Reputation can be mended, especially when the person allows God to be able to get involved in the restoration of their name. And if you allow God and you work with God and you allow God to do in your life what he want to do, then God can cause a restoration to come to you to the point that it'll be just as if you'd never made a mistake a day in your life. It's already that way spiritually, because as a result of what he did for us spiritually, the blood of Jesus was shed and it washed our sins away. What did he do? Amen. It washed our sins away. Praise God. But remember, there was two parts of the reconciliation that occurred to us through Jesus Christ. And that was both the blood and the water. That was the blood and the water. Because the blood was there to wash away your sins in terms of what you did. Cover your sins. But yet the water is there to be able to cleanse you of that filth from the world or that which is causing you to look blemished and messed up. Which means that God can not only wipe away the spiritual effect of, of the wreck that we cause. He can even cause us to quit making wrecks again and quit messing it back up again. See, our reputation can be mended and mended well when we do what needs to be done so that it can be mended. When we do what needs to be done so it can be mended. Now, since it's usually bad behavior that causes a person to be able to have a bad name, then good behavior will recover and restore a bad name and make it good again. Since it was bad behavior that caused our name to become bad, that was whether it was financially bad behavior, we didn't do what we were supposed to do, bad behavior, bad behavior. We didn't pay people like we were supposed to. Whether it was bad behavior in relationship to how we was tripping and acting like we had no sense, no home training, acting like we crazy, praise God, and doing what we do, and it caused people to have a, put a name on you to say you crazy, praise God, amen, bad behavior, bad behavior. But even though that, that, that happens, it can be changed because bad can become good. I said bad can come good. Look at your neighbor and say, he ain't lying because I was once bad. But now I'm good. Praise God. Amen. There was a day we was all bad at various levels of bad. Praise God. But at the same time, we were still bad. 
Hallelujah. Don't matter how much it stank, it stank. Does that make sense? Praise God. Hallelujah. Stank is stank. I don't care what you, what you, what you, how you look at it. Praise God. It don't smell that bad. Then why did you equate it with bad to the smell? Praise God. Hallelujah. See, a person can overcome a bad name if they choose to grow in and consistently operate in godly characteristics and actions. A person can restore their name. A person can overcome a bad name if they choose to be able to grow in and consistently operate in godly characters, characteristics and actions. I'll show show you. God can restore your name. Turn over to Revelation chapter 3, please. Let's dive in there. Revelation chapter 3. I love the word. Anybody here love the word? Um, There's so much truth you can gain from the word if you allow it. It's like a minefield full of gold and silver and diamonds and pearls that you can just dig in and just move it around a little bit and that pop, there go another one pop out. Praise God. And you like, see, that's what I'm talking about. Every once in a while you get, a, get to hit a vein. Praise God. Glory to God. You can get a gush of, of stuff up in there. We're going to talk about getting a good name. See, we who are his can receive a new name. We can receive a new name. Because many of us tore up our old name. But God can give us a new name. Everybody say, thank you, Jesus. Revelation chapter 3, he's talking to one of the churches. Just like he's talking to me and you. Start reading at verse 12. He said, him that overcometh will I make a pillar of the church of my God. And he, you know, letters in red, that's what Jesus is saying. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. I will write upon him my new name. I will write upon him my new name. The Lord is letting us know that he'll write upon us his name. There's another place in Revelation. I don't have to get time to go there because I got other things I need to show you. But there's another place and said that we're going to receive a new name. And once we get to heaven, we're going to get a name that we never knew nothing about. We're going to get a name that we never knew. I for instance, Rodney is my name down here. But when I get up there, I'm going to find out it might be something else. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to be like, watch out now. Got me a new name now. I wore the other one well. Now it's about to work on with this work. Let me work with this new one. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But if you slip up and call me Rodney, I'll know who you're talking about. Praise God. Hey, there, I know who you're talking about. If you say Pastor Pearson, I'll be like, yo, that's who I am. But now I got a new name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me holler at my and tell you my new name. Praise God. I can't wait to get those new names. Man, it's going to be like, they got to be some slamming names. When God gave them to you. Hey, man. Anyway, let's get back to the thing because I'm about to divert. Praise God. I love the idea of heaven. Praise God. I ain't in no hurry to get there, but I love the idea of heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. So God can give us a new name. Now, the word name that he said, I'm going to give you a new name. The word name is the Greek word unama, unama, which is is O-N-O-M-A. Praise God. Unama. And it means multiple things. But the one I want you to focus on today is that it means character. Character. God will give you a new character. God will give a new name to his people by giving his people new character. Now, that's powerful. Why? Because it was our old character that got our name jacked up. But God said, in order to give you a new name, I got to first give you a new character. I like that. 
Because before he give you the new name, excuse me, before he give you the new name, he's got to give you the new character that goes along with that name. Character that goes along with that name. Now, the word character, among many things, means reputation. Among many things means reputation. So, therefore, with that in mind, God said, God will give his people a new name by giving them a new reputation. You had an old reputation. That's the one that was tied to your name. But God said, I'm going to give you a new name because I'm going to give you a new reputation. Whereas even your name will be seen differently. Your name will be thought of differently because the old reputation was attached to your old name, but you get a new reputation attached to your new name. That word character also means the combination of traits and qualities distinguishing the individual nature of a person. The combination of traits and qualities distinguishing the individual nature of a person. Like there's certain things about you that makes you you. There's certain things about you that I'm going to run into while I'm dealing with you. If they're good things, praise God, then I don't care how you slice it and dice it. If I stick around you long enough, I'm going to run into those good things. And if they're bad things, I don't care how you slice it and dice it, try to camouflage it or perfume it. I'm going to run into it because that's just who you are. I don't know why that dog bit me because dogs bite. That's what they do. So don't be surprised when you get bit by a dog, even when you feed that dog every day too. Because it bit you because that's what dogs do. They might have trained and learned how to do some other things, but their character, their traits, what makes them who they are is that they're bite. That's why they have teeth different than yours. Because God didn't design you to walk around and bite people. Does that make sense? Praise God. Yours were designed to chew. So they can mash food and then swallow. Praise God. Theirs is designed to put perforations in folk and stuff. Does that make sense? Because that's what they do. Now this is good. Because our reputation, which was broken, Ben Franklin, which was broken, can be mended. Because you can have a jacked up reputation, but it can be mended. Somebody say, thank you, Janky Jesus. Now, God promised a new name to a particular people. It's people that he says are overcomers. Let's read it again. Verse 12. He that overcometh will I make to be a pillar in the temple of my God. And then he went on down and said that I'm going to give them a new name. It's to the people who overcometh. That word overcometh means to subdue control something. See, folk that's out of con- folk that's ba- got bad reputation are people who are out of control. But these are people who God gives the ability to be able to overcome. They have subdued things. They have overcome. They've done it enough in such a way as it seems that that's what they do. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope this teaching on recovery and restoration is blessing you as much, if not more, than it's blessing me. And I hope even more that you're learning to let God be a God of recovery and restoration to you and in your life like he's done in so many ways and at so many times for me in my life. God wants to and is willing to do it for both me and for you. So come on, let's let him do what it is he wants to do for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 
1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road, San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. So just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed if you do. And since we're talking about recovery and restoration, it can happen for your marriage too. So to all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas, if your desire is to draw closer to one another and have a better marriage, I got just a thing for you. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the widest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did, that is, with or without your boo. By the way, that's the one you're married to. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.